Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello everyone, welcome to Matt Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt, this is my podcast. This is my, my wife's over here. His name, his name is Dory. Hi. Hi. I'm I'm Dory. I used up all the energy on that intro. Yeah, wow. <sighs> okay, I'm back. Okay. All right. Jingle bells. It's coming, everybody. Santa's on his way. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Bo got scared of Santa today. Bo gets scared of the same inflatable Santa <laughs> every day. That Santa is kind of scary. Well, it's it's an inflatable house with a Santa that exits it. You know, it, it like pops out the window. kind of says, hello, also inflatable. It doesn't say anything, actually. It's just an inflatable house with an inflatable Santa that's, that opens the door, the windows and says, hello. Yeah, nothing scary about that. Not at all. It's something you'd see at a Christmas fair. Well, Bo doesn't go to Christmas fairs. Bo hasn't been invited. 
Bo would eat everyone at a Christmas fair. No, he wouldn't. He'd be so scared of the Santas. He wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> He'd bark at them. Bo is a scaredy cat. He really, really is. And it manifests itself in anger. He's angry. He hates leaves that blow in the wind. <laughs> Plastic bags. Plastic bags and people that get too close to the door to deliver packages or the mail. Yep. That's Bo. That's Bo. Ugh. I'm trying to sit up here. You doing okay over Oof. there? No. Whoa. Everything's falling apart. Oh, boy. Bad, bad day of tiredness today, everybody. Yeah. Both sides of this equation. Doshi's tired. Matt's tired. Henry's asleep. Henry had a big day. He was a big crank butt all day. It's because he was working on some big, gross motor skills. What was he grossing his motor skills about? Pulling himself up. I mean, is today the first day he's done it? Yes. Oh. Well, no but, wonder. Well, no, he did it. Sorry. He did it yesterday. Wait. No, he didn't. He didn't do it yesterday. He did it today. When when I went to get him this morning, he was standing. He was fully standing up in his crib. And I was like, oh, boy. And then this morning, he pulled himself up in the baby jail. Yeah. And I was like, oh, boy. And then he didn't do it for another few hours. And then this afternoon, he was like, hee hee, and pulled himself up. That's all he wanted to do. Yep. He really um, is hard to contain at this point. I'm not looking forward to uh, going on an airplane with this newly mobile cranky baby yeah it's gonna be interesting we could just not and fly everyone to from new york fly new york city to la no they already said they didn't want to come oh hmm i was like thinking like we just take entire buildings and stuff and just bring them over mm. um yeah i don't know i don't know what to do he's a very he's crank butt He's seemingly unsatisfied unless he's being walked about. Yeah, he calms down in the stroller. Maybe that's our key. Bring the stroller on the plane and just walk it in the aisles. I'm yeah. sure the FAA has no problem with that. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love that. Um, yeah. I don't know. He just seems like so uh, angry about everything. He's not angry about everything. He's just going through a developmental leap. So his like his little brain is just like working overtime, trying to connect all the synapses and stuff. Well, that's how that works. He connects a lot of synapses. I wish he'd connect him, uh, not biting my face off. <laughs> he loves biting your face off. Yeah, I mean, he likes to just draw blood wherever he can. He's yeah, a monster. He's a little vampire. He's a monster. Cute baby, but quite a monster. He's so cute, um, and he's so sweet. He's just you know he had a, he had a rough day. He was a crank butt all day. Yes, he well his second nap, which is usually an hour to an hour and a half, was twenty five minutes long. Oof. So, you know when when they go through these periods, their sleep is like all messed up. And they're just like. I mean, fortunately for us, he's been he's, his sleep gets messed up during the day and not at night. Well, except for 
two nights ago when he woke up twice during the night. Did he? Yeah, you said he woke up at two. Oh, he was up at two. Yeah. I don't know if he like woke up at two, but I saw him at two. And then he woke up at five. Just like, I'm literally falling apart. I know, you need moisturizer. Honey, help. Well, I've tried to give My you moisturizer. Guys, and you ever turn it since down. the great kitchen debacle of thanksgiving 2019 when i spent a lot of time with my hands in sinks trying to unclog drains i have been peeling ferociously it's my gross. hands have been like a snake oh you know what you need uh uh bag bomb yes yeah i do i mean i still have that canister you gave me when we first started dating well give me get me some more because my heels were rough well, I need some bag bomb. Do you think it's still good? It's bag bomb. Why would it not be good? Do you want me to go get it for you? Guys, bag bomb, not a sponsor, is the greatest thing for moisturizing any human or cow can have. <laughs> it's for cows that are getting milked a lot, but also for hands. And feet. And feet. Um, Do you want me to go get it? Not right now. Why? Because we're recording a podcast? Yeah. I mean, are we, though, really? What are we doing? Who are we? <laughs> what am I doing? Here? What's happening? Very long week at work. I worked a lot this week. You did work a lot this week. I would say this was the second longest week of the year. Usually you have at least one or two days where you're home at like a reasonable, reason, reason, <laughs> yeah. reasonably reasonable hour. I mean, seeing Henry before he goes to bed at 6.30 p.m. is rare. Yeah. But getting home before 8 p.m. happens a couple times a week, usually. Yeah, and I don't think it happened this week. Did not happen this week. And I had a call time of 6.30 in the morning one day. Yes, that was just rude. And we didn't get home until 9.30 at night. I thought that wasn't supposed to happen. I thought you were supposed to have 12 hours of turnaround. Uh, the next day, our call time was 9.30. That doesn't add up. What do you mean? Like, your call time should have been 9.30... On Thursday, the day that it was at 6.30. We pushed it up. Well, I didn't push it up. Nicole pushed it up. Why? Because we had a table read at like 10, 10 o'clock in the morning. And we had to shoot stuff. So you can just do that? We can do that when we have to. Take a forced call. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Guys, television is no joke. Just kidding. It's pretty much a joke. We make jokes. You write a lot of jokes. We don't write a lot of jokes. We live a lot of jokes, you know? We really just sort of float around and never mind. I just... <laughs> put in the trash. Put, put a pile of dead skin in the trash. Guys, my hands are, are shedding. Yeah, you need bag balm. I need something. Does anyone else have dry hands out there? Let me know in the comment section below. Don't forget to ring the bell icon so you can get notified when there's a new video. Honey, this is in our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But maybe it should be. Maybe. Maybe mm. we get some sweet, sweet views. Yep. We sweet. tried to put up a uh, James Bonding podcast earlier this week, everybody, for the new trailer. But uh, mid-roll moved our RSS feed without telling us. I can't believe they did that. And uh, I was going to lose my shit, but I was at work and didn't have time to, so... I, we just told them to put it up on whatever the hell, wherever the hell they moved our podcast to. <sighs> Did they put it up? It's up, yeah. People can get it. I think. 
guys, if you're going to have a podcast network, make sure you let everybody know that you're moving their podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a pretty basic thing. I mean, I know we were on hiatus, but James Bonding podcast is always on call in case any emergency James Bond news happens. Right. So we're never truly gone. Anyway, what else happened this week? Um, I don't know. I'm working so much that I don't even know what happened this week. Mm, I turned in a chunk of my book. Dory turned in a chunk of her book. That's exciting. Thank you. January 2021. Everyone look out for it. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. That's your book flying off the shelves. <laughs> That's like a... <laughs> What was the Al Gore thing you showed me? <laughs> oh, when he sold one book on yeah. the Simpsons. <laughs> That's going to be me. <laughs> Mr. Vice President, somebody bought your book. <laughs> well, this calls for a celebration. <laughs> celebrate. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that's good. Uh, so what are you feeling like? You know, because I know that was weighing on you for a while. Well, it's still weighing on of me. Of course, because you're supposed to hand in the whole thing, right? Correct. <laughs> And I haven't handed in the whole thing. How many people write, that write books actually hit their deadline? Very few. Exactly. Like very, very few. It's like a, it's like an idea. This deadline. Yeah, except that my book is actually on the, it's like on the list for January twenty twenty one. What does that mean? Like they've like put put things in motion to get it published in January 2021. Yeah, I mean, it's coming out regardless. So if that means that your editor has to edit quickly, then that's what happens. She will. I mean, she will anyway, but I also have to write more quickly. Yeah. Well, I think that that just is on you for trying to have a baby. And... I know. It is on me. I <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> big time. What do you mean big time? I just like, I should have waited. I should have waited a year to sell this book. Yeah. Well, you didn't. But I didn't. You also didn't know. No, I was already pregnant. You were already pregnant and yeah. you decided to sell this book. What was I thinking? What were you thinking? Exactly. What was I thinking? <laughs> what was going on? You're usually pretty logical about these things. I know. Were you just panicking? Maybe. So you decided to sell a book that yep. you had to write once yep. the kid was born? Yep. I mean, it wasn't like part of it supposed to be due in like August or something? That was the original due date. The original due date was August. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, you were like, I'm going to just take my 12-week maternity and write a book? I don't know what I was thinking. I must have had pregnancy brain. <laughs> I, I thought it was optimistic, but I didn't want to say anything. But Oh, thanks. Now, you're, now, you're, now that you're post-pregnancy brain, what do you think? Well... I am post-pregnancy brain, and now I'm also post-breastfeeding brain, post-pumping uh, and breastfeeding. brain also. Yes, it is a brain. Okay. Um, and I also have, like, hours of my day back. From what? Pumping and thinking about pumping and <laughs> breastfeeding and thinking about breastfeeding. Sure. And just, like, all the mental energy. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing at the how, how time-consuming pumping is. It is. I can't laugh at that. Well, why is it funny? It's overwhelming. I mean, it just manifested, my feelings manifested in external laughter. It might not have been the best way to express my emotion externally. I apologize. It's okay. What's your <laughs> problem, everybody? It just seemed like you were diminishing. Why is she being a real 
crank butt. It seemed like you were just diminishing all the all time the time you and energy think about pumping and all the spectras we had to buy. That and all, all the, the that, and all the all the egg things. Yes, all the it was um, so it was like LV. What do you call them? LV. Very all the egg shaped. It LVs. was a lot. It was a lot. It was so much. And it was very stressful. Look, I was the guy that was like, why are we breastfeeding this kid? It's going to be a pain in the butt. Remember that? That is not the thing to say right now. Isn't it? No. Number one? Nope. Matt it's was not. right. He nope. shouldn't have... Uh, no. We shouldn't have wasted all that time. No, that is not the thing to say right now. Wait, hang on. I'm going to find the thing to say. Hang on. Why don't you sell the book back? Also not the thing to say. <laughs> what if you returned the book? What if you took nope. your book pe- back, your chunk of book you know, back? You know what? You were never supportive of my breastfeeding and pumping journey, so I don't even know why I'm looking to you for validation. I was never supportive of it. It just seemed like so much. Remember when I laughed earlier and you were like, why did you think that's funny? It just is so ridiculous of a thing to have to do. It just is. I don't think... I don't think you want to be saying this. I think it is so time consuming. Babies are just needy, tiny bitches. And I don't think that we should have babies anymore. <laughs> what is happening? I am coming out against babies. <laughs> You've lost your I mind. think that all the time that we put into these babies is never coming back our way, everybody. Mm-hmm. If you're out there trying to have a baby, I mean, just so you know sucks up a lot of your time mm-hmm. and you know breastfeeding and pumping apparently is the most time consuming thing in the world it's extremely time consuming so cautious be cautious everyone what what are you looking at me for you don't get it what don't i get a how lot. annoying it is you don't get a lot you don't get, you never, you never got why I wanted to breastfeed. Correct. I and mean, I, I got will. it. I got it because I, I get the, the, the connection that you would have with the child and how much more intimate and, and, and how you would feel like you were truly mothering this baby. No, that's not really it because like a lot of people breast don't breastfeed and, have a very strong connection with well, their what children. Was it? I I did want to I think it was like I felt like I could do it and so I should do it. Okay. That was part of it. And I did want this like breastfeeding relationship that some women are able to have. This is what I said. That I didn't have with Henry. In what sense? He just never, he like, there was like a brief window where he was kind of into breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. But f- for the most part, he wasn't that into it. It was frustrating. It was a, it caused a lot of stress. Yes. Which, you know, was unnecessary. Went through a lot of stress. I know. And I know you don't like to see me stressed out. Yeah, and that was. I just think you were like, coming off of the stressed out IVF, mm-hmm. having the baby. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, how could I up my stress level mm-hmm. a slightly more? Yep. Sell a book also. <laughs> uh-huh. And then try to breastfeed. Yep. Well, when clearly our baby had a tongue tie that needed to get operated on. What? 
Hi, I'm a lactation consultant. Oh boy, here we go. I have no <laughs> no qualifications other than uh, this club here, decided can, can to qualify you, can me. We, can we not? Get back into the lactation consultant yeah, rigmarole. I really. There's just so many stress points in this. Why add one? Yeah, I get that, but I wanted to do it. Well, now that you are done with it, how do you feel? I feel good. Do you feel better? Yeah. Do you feel like you're? If you, you do, you feel like you're making the best of your new time. I think I'm making, I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. How could you make more better of it? Um, I don't really know. Mm. If I if I was, if I could be more focused. I'm just trying to help you, you know? Are you? Yes. Would you like some Vyvanse? Maybe, now that I could take it. You should be, you'd be real focused. I'd be so focused. No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't? I don't think so. Really? Do you think that you have ADHD? No. Well, then why do you want to be more focused? Sometimes I'm just distracted. I mean, that's sort of my life, yeah. But I'm not as distracted as you. Hmm. And I don't have executive functioning issues like you do. What are you talking about? I function like an executive constantly. <laughs> Thank you for coming to the meeting, everyone. <laughs> I just want to say it's been a pleasure working with all of you, but we have to make some tough decisions. That's, you, that's my executive. Are you firing functioning. me? Uh, I am firing everyone here. Bo too. Yep, Bo's also fired. Oh, sorry. Henry, you're now the new CEO. Sorry, Bobo. Henry's the CEO. We're all fired. Oh. This is everybody's favorite podcast. We'll be right back after this. Word from our sponsors. Hi, everybody. We're back. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, 
tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. I guess we should get to it, honey. What do other people have to say? Do they do they also not want to spend time with our son on the weekends? Hi. I'm genuinely hurt and very insulted, but we're recording a podcast, so continue. What do they have to say? Well, we heard from the person who wrote in about his wife's preeclampsia and Oh, yeah, we sort of really got on that guy's case. Um, That's what we do here. We sling, we get on people's cases from all over the world. So he said, I want to clarify that we are currently having a great time with our baby. Thank God. Who is now six weeks old. The questions last time asked were something I had in the back of my mind and not of immediate concern. I mean, enough to write in about. I think, okay, here's, I'll just throw this out there to anyone who's going to write in. If you're going to write into the podcast, I'm going to guess that these are not in the back of your mind. Unless they're like random other questions like about me. This was also something brought up by my wife a couple of times during casual discussions and during the OB visit. I just wanted to find more about this without disturbing her and mm-hmm. set our family's expectation real. I think this person's first language is not English. Okay. Oh, I mean, that's fair enough. Um, and then they end with thanks a lot to all the listeners for the many suggestions. Well, there you go. Yep. That's something. Yep. Um, all right. We also heard from Melissa who said, I just wanted to say thank you for playing my placenta accreta voicemail signal this week it's You're apparently always welcome a super rare thing so i'm hoping some eggheads have some insight slash personal experience with the matter the whole hospital admission slash induction slash seemingly flawless vaginal birth after all the years of infertility was super surreal on its own and having that condition following delivery made it even more surreal the whole pregnancy was anxiety filled and hard to accept as we have all been through that it was really happening He was super healthy at every check, but I was still sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it never did until it did. I was and am so grateful for my fast-acting doctor and super healthy and strong, passing all his checks with flying colors, baby. As long as he was okay, I was okay, but the surreal nature of it all was made even more surreal when after 10 to 15 minutes of skin to skin, I was rushed to the OR and then spent the next 20 hours in the ICU before being reunited with the baby. His name is Dexter, by the way. And family. Solid name. In the ICU, I was thinking, I know I gave birth to a baby, but do I really have a baby? I couldn't wrap my head around it. I had to keep having his dad and the fam send me pics from the other floor where they all were. 
I still didn't quite believe it. After almost five weeks, I'm starting to believe it. I have a son. I was pretty close to dying, I think, which I still can quite believe, but the expression of my family and the doctor's faces showed me that it was serious, and that situation was a lot more traumatic for the family than for me. They were the ones waiting and worrying. I'm so thankful and grateful to be alive today, writing to you. I'm hoping for a future baby somehow, but right now I will just concentrate on my beautiful boy. Thank you so much, Melissa in Camarillo, California. And she has a PS, which is... I always pass along the name of your podcast, anyone struggling with infertility slash support people. I know you probably hear it all the time, but you both got me through some dark times in this long, long process. What you do matters so much. I'm so happy for you and Matt that you came out the other side victorious as well. And I have an awesomely cute and healthy Henry who looks so sweet and like he has an awesome sense of humor. Eternally grateful. I mean, right now he just finds it really funny to not calm down. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's a pretty good sense of humor, then <laughs> he certainly got it. He laughs at a lot of stuff. Our, uh, over the week, you know, over this past weekend, I did start to feel bad for our part-time, full-time nanny, Holly. Why? He's a lot. Yeah. He's kind of a monster. He's not a monster. Why do you keep calling him a monster? Because like that things that, that I don't understand are monsters. Like, Bo calls Santa Claus that pops out of a window a monster. Bo's a dog. he doesn't understand. I mean, there's no bad connotation with monsters. Yes, there is. I, apparently you didn't see Monsters, Inc. No, I didn't. Well, they're, they're sometimes lovable, adorable things. But did you see Monster? The um, Charlie Theron Academy Award <laughs> yes. winning female serial killer? Yes. Sure. Well. Henry's a female serial killer. You know what I mean. Sure. He's like a... I mean, he's at times like a like an angry koala. He's a baby. Yeah, but angry koalas don't stand up so tall. <laughs> they have sharp nails. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I try to keep them short, but they just grow really fast. He is, you know, he's 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 just a weirdo. Like... What do you mean? He's a weird baby. He's not a weird baby. You well, he's the only baby I know, so he's a weird baby. Babies are weird. The Matt Myra thesis statement. because <laughs> you stopped coming to Rye class. Thusly, babies are weird. Thus, you don't know any other babies. That's right. <laughs> I try not to know other babies. I get so... I don't know. I just feel like I have so much to do during the weekends that I can't cram in a two-hour Rye class. Well, today we were there for 35 minutes. Well, that was... Last week you had a one-on-one session, so... Yeah. It's really a, a gamut. It's a gamble and a gamut. Um, what was I going to say about our baby? You said he... I said he was a monster. You said he's not a monster. He's got teeth. I feel bad for Holly. <laughs> um, I don't remember what else I was going to say. It's hard to know what I said at the beginning of the podcast because I cut somewhere in there and I don't know where. Mm. Probably posts. I insulted breastfeeding. Mm. You probably heard that, everybody. Our edits make Dory squeaky clean. Queen of the universe doesn't get anything wrong. Why don't you cut out the stuff about what you said about breastfeeding? Because you don't care. I don't. So. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> also like, you know. 
to eat. If it doesn't harm you or the baby, have at it. But if it is, a, if it's a causing psychological trauma to you, it didn't cause then, psychological well, I, trauma. I'm saying you in the general sense out there. Okay. Not you. I didn't look at you. I was staring straight ahead. You said you. I, to to you people. Well, then you clarified you people, but you said you. I wasn't. I would say you like this. That's how that okay. would go. We've All had right. this discussion many okay. times of Good how I how to know when you're podcasting if you're talking to the person or to the general audience like you guys. Sorry, I guess I need a podcast you guys. 101 refresher. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the worst. I'm going to read the next email. Okay. Hope it comes with a refresher. It's Try from, a different voice. That's a podcast tip. This is from Katie. Now I know it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He used to always criticize Andy for that. What he would never mean? change his inflection when he was reading podcast like emails and stuff. And I would just be like, wait, what? Who says this? You think this? Or they think this? Mm. And sometimes he'd be editorializing in the middle of the email. Oh, that's confusing. So it would be him. <laughs> right, sure. It was very confusing. Okay. Anyway, back to um, the voice, please. So last week we heard from someone who wasn't sure when they should tell their new employer if they when they were pregnant. Mm-hmm. Remember this? Yeah. What's that face for? I thought I had cheese. It was skin. <laughs> <laughs> Skin is kind of like cheese. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ew. I don't even know if they know about my skin. I don't know where I cut. All right. Uh, this is from Katie. I've written in before as as I was the one working in one of the stand countries and saving money for more fertility treatments. Update. I moved to the Middle East for a new job two days after we got our first positive. Hmm. We literally went to the IVF clinic to get progesterone on the way to the airport. I was very unsure about what to do about telling the employer and thought my hand would be forced very early as they do a pregnancy test if you refuse the chest x-ray during your visa medical when you arrive. What? Wow. Got through that. No x-ray and they didn't tell my employer I was pregnant. Okay. Shaky start to the pregnancy with a big bleed and finding out I was having twins. There's also a three-month probation period at work where they can fire you without cause. With a month left in my probation at 12 weeks, I told my line manager. Why? One, I was showing. And two, I looked around the organization and realized they would not fire me. How did I know? I pulled some other moms working for different companies in the same city. Some had work environments that were clearly not family friendly. By law here, you're supposed to work two hours less per day when you come back from maternity leave. Lots of women said that wasn't an option, and they were told they would be maintaining a 60-hour work week upon return. They were also given a storage closet, if anything at all, to use as a pump room. There's a very nice, separate, and lockable pumping room with a fridge, chair, and footstool at my work. We get twice the amount of legislated paid leave. I saw a lot of women working the reduced two hours when they came back from leave up until their baby was a year old. As twins deliver around 35 or 36 weeks, I wanted to give my line manager plenty of time to work out a plan, so I told when we passed the NIPT. Everyone has been very supportive. I realize that law comes into play, but I think you also have to research the actual company to see how family-friendly they are. I'm now 34 weeks and on sick leave until maternity leave starts or I deliver. Side note, I've posted in the group about this before, but for those not on there, this pregnancy are only positive with my fifth IVF retrieval being canceled and converted to IUI. I only had two mature follicles, not worth the cost to retrieve. 
We had tried IUI before and it hadn't worked. The difference, we did testing and treatment with Locus Medicus beforehand. My husband went from needing Pixie to fertilize an egg to needing no help, and he fertilized both eggs that month, having fraternal twins. We tend to jump to IVF without doing thorough testing, and my gut had always said something else is wrong as we had failed cycle after as we had failed cycle after failed cycle. Started at age 38, and fourth cycle was just before turning 41. We got two embryos and both tested normal. First time we PGS tested, and I knew there was something else going on. As for both to be normal, it was against the odds. We'd constantly been told that I was old and likely our embryos were abnormal. Sure enough, testing with Locust told us my husband had a virus and bacteria that were directly impacting our embryo quality, even though his sperm analysis was mostly within parameters. Even at high sperm antibodies that we were told meant he couldn't fertilize anything without at minimum ICSI. They were wrong. Hmm. Hope this helps someone out there that is still in the struggle. All the best to you guys and a huge thank you for this podcast, which got me through so many dark days. I felt crazy doing the fifth cycle, but reminded myself that you guys had been there too. Katie living in 1,580 square feet currently alone as my husband still works in Canada, but soon to be joined by two newborns, my husband and eventually a live in nanny. What? What? Sounds nice. Canada by yourself. Do you want to move to Canada by yourself? <laughs> Bye. Guys, Dory just told me to move to Canada. I just said it sounded nice. Oh, boy, we have got to figure this out. When you're moving to Canada? No, this whole Henry thing. What, what, what do I have to figure out? These warring factions. Me and you? Yep. Hmm. Well, I'd say we should go to couples therapy, but you don't have time. I really don't. When am I going to do that? Maybe I can just... I can't even go to regular therapy. Maybe I can go by myself. Okay. I'll take Bo. I can take... I can take Henry to regular therapy, I was told. Okay. So... Cool. I don't know when I'd do that. Can't you see him on Saturdays? I thought you had Saturday appointments with him. Yeah, but I don't want to do anything on the weekend. I just get so blah. Hey, this is, I waited, you know, I could never, I, I ordered a, a headphones at the Grove and could not pick them up in time. I didn't even know they were sent back until I got a credit on my Amex for that amount. Hmm. And I was like, oh God, I couldn't pick this up for three weeks. I couldn't get to the Grove. To pick something up. It's crazy. Every night I get home, I'm like, oh, the store's closing. <laughs> I certainly be leaving way before they're open. <sighs> it's tough. It's tough. And then we get this two weeks coming up here, and we're going to go to New York. And I'm kind of exhausted, pre-exhausted about it. You're going to have a week when we get back. Of pre-exhaustion. For the upcoming coming back to work thing. <laughs> Ugh. I don't know. I think we're in a seven-month growth spurt of anger. What What do you mean? Like, you know, Henry's going through some weird thing, and I'm just, like, resentful of my life right now. Why am I always tired? Because you stay up too late. But I can't not stay up too late because I can't do anything during the day. It's a mess. 
You can't not stay up too late because you can't do anything during the day. What do you mean? I have to do things at night because there's no other time to do them. Okay, but you don't have to stay up till like 1. But if I get home at like 11.30 like I did last week, I an hour and a half seems kind of reasonable. It's hard. Everybody else has figured it out. I don't know why I can't. How does everyone else deal with it? I don't know. Why don't you ask them? Okay. Why? What? Why is that a crazy suggestion? But I think we all just like are sort of just we all exist tiredly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We all just sort of exist. I don't know. Whatever. Who's next? Well, we heard from a lot of people about cats. Finally, an answer that we didn't have and that someone else hopefully does. Should we? Will these cats attack babies? Should you get a mosquito net? (laughs) Matt's idea. (laughs) Should you see the movie Cats? No. Yes. Oh. Okay, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back gonna be all about cats wow cliffhanger slash ad slash cat time brb the one week pretty litter is not i was just thinking unbelievable that. next week you can sponsor a seg- segment pretty litter anyway here's a word from our sponsors hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We're back, everybody. It's good to be back. What? <laughs> um, all right. As promised. Cat time. It's cat time. Hang on. Let me play my sound effect. Um, let's try that. Say, say, um, say it's cat time. It's cat time. Oh, no. It's not working. <laughs> it's cat time. No, you're not doing it right. What's happening? Oh, I turned this down. <sighs> Sorry. All right, everyone. Yep. It's cat time. <laughs> Exciting. Wow. That cat time, everybody. All right, what's happening in cat time? Wow. Okay. It's from Melanie. Mm-hmm. She says, our kitty sounds very similar to the listeners. Pre-baby, we had to remove her from the crib several times as she decided it was hers the moment we put it up, and I was very worried about how she'd react to the baby. 
Her reaction, however, couldn't have been better. It was total avoidance. Yeah. When baby came home, she hid in the basement for hours. And after that, she left the room anytime he entered it. Baby is now eight months old and they coexist nicely, though she still keeps a careful buffer. To the listener, it's hard not to worry and plan, but it might just work out on its own. My advice is to hope for the best and enjoy those kitty snuggles while you can. If it doesn't work out and you need to keep your cat away, buy one of those automatic scent diffusers and put it by your bedroom door. Nothing scares my cat away from things she shouldn't be near like that thing does. Best of luck, Melanie. She's in 1,344 square feet in New Hampshire. Oh, that seems nice. You get some weather, though, you know? With two adults, a small dog, a cat, and a newly mobile baby. Oh, we know about that. They're the worst. That little box. Why did I think in my head that he'd be fine in baby jail forever? Like, he'd be 13 years old. (laughs) We'd put him in baby jail. He'd be like... (laughs) Chilling out, never having seen television. <laughs> oh boy! I don't think I was ready for this. Clearly, you weren't. This was the stage of baby dumb. I did not care for. Well, it's just going to get worse from here. I know. How are we supposed to fly with it? You're really anxious about this, aren't you? I am. Well, he's going to sleep for a good part of it. I don't think so. I think, I think he has he it in him to be like awake for six hours straight if he wants to. I disagree. Oof, we'll see. He gets very sleepy. So does Dad. He's a sleepy face. Hmm. Well, we'll see, everybody. Who knows? If you're in New York and you'd like to meet up with us, we'll be at the airport. Bo is breathing very heavily. Oh, my God. I was like, what is that noise? Oh, Bobo. All right. Joanna says, I agree pets should be kept out of the baby's room. We're not pregnant yet, but I've been trying to retrain our cats to sleep elsewhere. It takes some trial and error, but the listener should be able to find a cat bed that they like enough to stay in overnight. We put heated sleep pads in their favorite spots around the house that our cats love and prefer over trying to cram into bed with us. Mm. Clever. Uh, And she's two people and two cats in 1,200 square feet. Okay, that's a, twelve hundred square feet. Is not uh, not too uh, too much different from us. No. Um. All right. Wait, did we? Is that the end of cat? No, segment? Oh, it's not God, end of cat segment. Because we gotta, you know, just let me know so I can do the sound cues that need to happen. Hi, this is Katie from Atlanta. I am calling in, and with regards to the baby cat, cat baby. Signal, signal that was sent out on this week's podcast um, about the, the woman who's having a baby and has a cat who sleeps with them. Um, so this was our exact issue as well. Um, we had a, a cat who had, we've had for years, and, and she sleeps with us every night. Um, and honestly, as hard as it might be, uh, we just put our daughter in our room, in her own room, sorry, night one. So yeah slept in room with us and mm-hmm. we allowed the cat to just kind of continue living her life as normal as possible considering that she now shares this life with an infant we never had to worry about her jumping in the crib sleeping in the crib sleeping on the baby etc and it just kind of made i think everybody's transition a little bit easier and then we also didn't have to worry about transitioning our daughter out of our room and into the her own room so we kind of just you know, hit that nail on the head right from the beginning. And honestly, I think it was what was best for us and our family. Honest, obviously, it's 
going to be dependent on what you think is best for you and your family. I know, Matt and Dory, you put Henry in his own room from night one, and you didn't have the cat issue. So I think that, in at least from my husband and my perspective, the cat's life was already going to be uprooted, so giving her at least a little bit of a sense of normalcy and continuity was important to us, and we would have never been able to keep her locked out of the bedroom because she would have just meowed outside the door all night anyway, and so we wouldn't have slept regardless. So that's kind of what worked for us. Um, I think other tips for cats and babies, at least in the in the infant stage, is that our cat hits a lot when our daughter would cry, never really tried to attack or anything, but just was kind of super intrigued. We also put a lot of baby stuff out probably two or three months before she was born, so like play mats, the crib, um, uh, the changing pad, all the sorts of things, and, and allowed the cat to, to sit on them and kind of sleep on them and just get her scent on it. We actually saw that in an episode of My Cat from Hell with Jackson Galaxy, and so we just adopted that, um, and, it, and it seemed to work. And, you know, it's taken about a year and a half now, but our cat is just finally starting to tolerate our daughter, as in she doesn't flee the room as soon as our daughter comes toddling in, and she even lets her pet her sometimes. We're working on gentle pets, but toddlers don't do anything gently. So kind of got a little bit rambly, but just that's what works for us. Um, good luck, and I live in 1,700 square feet in yes. Atlanta with a cat, a one-and-a-half-year-old, and a husband. Bye. Thank you for all of your information and your quality space rundown. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know, um, Lil Bub died. I did know that. Yeah. I have a picture with him. I know you do. He came to visit BuzzFeed. She. I think Lil Bub was a girl. I think she probably was like, let me go greet the people that made me possible. Hello, internet people. I'm Bub the cat. Oh, you mean when she came to BuzzFeed? Yeah. I thought you meant when she died. I was like, what? What? (laughs) You're so dark. Well, it's true. I am dark. <sighs> I was a sullen teen, you know? I think you should, if you do not have a chapter in your new upcoming book about your weird obsession with Pump Up the Volume, it is a mistake. Mm, thank you. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> Why? Is, I, I think it's weird that you it's think it's It's a terrible weird. movie. It's not it's a terrible so movie. bad. I think it would be very fun if you had a chapter in there about the seven times you went to see it that summer, what it was you thought about it, and how now you accidentally do that for a living. <sighs> You're welcome. Hi, I'm Matt Meyer. This is my master class on writing <laughs> for Dory Shafrir. <laughs> wow. Dory and I started watching the David Sedaris Masterclass. I did not think it was good. I, uh, it, it, we just put our toe in the water. I know, but with Shonda, it was like, boom, you were in. She was great, amazing, right off the bat. Well, that's how Mamet was. And with him, it was like, I felt like I was listening to some, I, you like, know what's funny? Alta Cocker these like, are, telling these are, stories. I've, what I've noticed about Masterclasses is they've started, they've sort of turned into 
<laughs> let's sit a person down for five hours, film the entire thing. Right. And we'll then we'll cut it up we'll cut it. and decide what the class is. A hundred percent. You know, because before, like the early ones, it's all very, this is what we're doing and yep. this is how you do it. And yep. bah, 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 bah. This is just like, let's listen to David Sedaris ramble with the same story. He told the same stories like five times in the 20 minutes. Well, he was talking about stories and how he looks at stories. No, but then he just kept referencing. But I liked that because it was the, it was the example, the the example we all knew about. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Chekhov's gun, baby. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, I wish you would write a chapter called (laughs) the summer. My volume got pumped up. (laughs) Ew. Uh, <laughs> First of all, it wasn't summer; it was fall. Oh, sorry. You still saw it. Like, how many times did you see the theater? Four. That is so many times to go see that movie. What the third time in? What are you thinking? I'm thinking, God, Christian Slater is so hot. I know, but what? But then what? Let's get past that. Then I'm thinking, I wish I I want to dress like Samantha Mathis's character. Okay. And then I'm thinking. He was so cool and so misunderstood. Oh, okay. All right. And he was just trying to stick you, it to the man, and did, the man was his dad. Yes. Was it? Yes, his dad was the superintendent. Right. Well, that was just an accident. That was why he moved to that that was why he moved to that town. And then he started his radio show? Yes, because he had no friends and in, in, in the new town in Arizona. <laughs> Guys, if you're thinking I've never seen this, and I should check it out. You should. It's not available on, D- on streaming. You, no, have, you have to buy to out DVD. of print DVDs. Correct. And follow up. Don't. It's not that. It's not good. It's not watchable. What are you talking about? I'm very angry about pump up the volume. Apparently. Did you watch the pump up the volume episode of Schooled? Schooled no. had a pump up the volume. Oh, interesting. Themed episode. Hmm. Interesting. What are, you, what are you saying? I'm just saying, like, you act like it's this, like, obscure, horrible movie. <laughs> I, I, I think and, it like, is. And, like, this very mainstream sitcom on ABC had... Don't look to us for... Don't look to the, the our little pocket of the world for what people should and shouldn't be in the zeitgeist. We are very weird, and it's all very dictated by Adam. Okay, so Adam and I are almost the same age. Adam gets it. Yes, but also, like, I feel like Adam and, 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 and Slater go way back from when Christian was on Adam's other show. Okay. And uh, it was probably, like, a whole thing of, like, I don't know. I just don't understand that movie. Continue, honey. This is not a reflection on you. I, I'm not saying you are... You are terrible for liking a terrible movie. I, I didn't think you were saying that. I'm but saying since, the movie's but terrible. But since you're saying that, maybe that's what you're thinking. Your pause was like, and I'm like, oh, God, does she think I'm saying this about her? No. The movie's just crazy. Terrible. And I like bad things. No, actually, what I was thinking is, like, maybe it was a movie that appealed to my, like, very, very specific micro-generation, <laughs> oh, which you are not a part of. Within, and so, I, I think you have to be within three years of your age yes, to like that and movie. And you are, you don't, you don't, there's no way you could understand it or relate to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
because like all great art it's so different that i think all art has to be digested by people that are within a three-year window the second it comes out that is what yes. define great, great art. art yes you know what else is great art and you just don't get unless you're my exact age I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you miss the internet? Yes. I'm getting that vibe. I miss the <laughs> I miss the internet. I miss I miss the fun of the internet. Yeah. I miss when the internet was just a place for people to be creative and fun. Yeah. I I do. I really I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna hit Yuma Yuma guy in a second here because I just miss it. I miss Attack of the Show. <laughs> Finally, we're getting somewhere. <sighs> Everyone, Matt misses the internet, and yep. he misses Attack of the Show. Numa Numa, what's he up to nowadays? How many views does Numa Numa have? Oh man, thirty-five million. Isn't that fun? It was just when the internet was like perfect. Why can't I see it in its own window? Well, there we go. This is the, this is what the internet should be. People listening to this can't really understand. I think that people listening to this know Numa Numa. I didn't know Numa Numa. You didn't know Numa Numa guy? No. What? Wow. Only people born within three years of your Only exact age. Only people born between 1982 <laughs> and 1984 get Numa Numa guy. Exactly. Um, all right. Anyway, you remember Star Wars kid? Like the kid that... I remember Charlie bit my finger. Yeah, that's later. Uh, boy, oh boy. Remember this kid, like this was like... Just, no. <laughs> this was uh he was obviously at his high school filming playing around with what he would be a double bladed lightsaber. And it's this you know, they mocked it on um, Arrested Development. Uh it has uh, thirty five million views as well. Wow. And then of course uh you know, as the internet moved on, they decided to uh, really just have a good time with him and <laughs> add VFX lightsabers to it. Why is our internet just dragging ass right now? It's probably YouTube is like, I don't know where to find this video. <laughs> and the server is like going, wait, where is this? And they like, the server goes to the dusty room and goes, oh, it's right here, 2006. You refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force. <laughs> Here he comes. The very impressive. He must be very proud. Dory's seeing this for the first time, everybody. 
Oh, the internet. Okay. I wonder what the what is the <laughs> YouTube's gonna think I am a time traveler. <laughs> YouTube is going to like my I bet my my iChat video thing will turn on in a second and they'll be looking like who is this time traveling man? <laughs> what can he share with us about how to make the internet a nice place again? <laughs> and the answer is guys, I don't know. All right. What else is new? <sighs> um someone else recommended uh getting a cheap baby doll and a sound of a baby crying and treating it as a real baby and getting the cat used to the sound. That'll be good until you lose patience with that yourself Mm. and forget to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. We got a voicemail that is about um, a nice corner of the internet, actually. Oh, finally. Hi guys. It's Gabby from Philadelphia. I call constantly. Um, I just wanted to call, I had to pause the pod because you're talking about Reddit and I love Reddit and, you know, some of your favorite uh, subreddits and, and everything. Um, and I just, just for shits and giggles, looked up Matt Myra and that's a subreddit with some members and some hilarious and adorable memes of Matt. Um, oh my God. You know, so just look at that if you haven't yet because it's pretty cute. It's, it's definitely pro Matt Myra. Um, I wouldn't send you there if it was anything else. Oh, um, I just thought that was funny. So another great one that I would recommend is Kitty Pupper Love, which is just adorable, amazing pictures and, and gifts and memes of kitties and puppies cuddling. Um, so that's the uh, – I love that, that mixture of – species and affection. Anyway, that's all. It's only it's raining and her windshield wipers are going. Mm. Um, anyway, Gabby from Philadelphia. I don't think I ever say my square footage and I'm always so mad at myself for forgetting. Well, I love that feature. Please don't get cut off. So, Philly suburbs, approximately like 1,200 Jenkintown? Feet, two adults and one two-year-old and we're on top of each other and it's horrible and I hate every minute of it and I wish we had a Brawling, you know, three thousand square footer in Montana on you know six acres. Anyway, love you guys. Bye. I'm in. What if we combined families and we all lived on a six thousand square foot eight acre place? Would we have room for our couples therapist? Maybe we take turns with the same couples therapist. Great, I'm in. Guys, what's keyboard cat up to? It is. Keyboard Cat's perfect. It doesn't, it's never loud. It's never not loud. Keyboard cat. What what else would the internet recommend to me now? <laughs> it's really very funny to me. Now it's recommending OK Go videos. <laughs> you really are a time traveler. <laughs> uh, honey, I don't know that we have any more time before I have to go to sleep. Okay, well. Is there anything you need to get to? Like pressing podcast matters. 
um, Adam in Indianapolis said um, that his dad nearly died of gangrene on oh his my God. gallbladder. Oh. He wants you to get checked. Oh. He's concerned. That's terrible. He also says if you're, if blood in your stool is bright red, it pro- isn't likely anything internal, but something like hemorrhoids. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what's happening on the Matt Myers subreddit now. <laughs> Everyone's diagnosing Matt. Uh, all right. Well, we uh, we have to thank our Patreon supporters. Hello, patrons. Welcome aboard for new patrons and and go to hell, patrons who decided not to come back. Everyone else is welcome. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I got aggressive. I know. Weird day. All right. Uh, so, if you want to be a member of the wonderful exclusive club of. Uh, excellent adventure patrons go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure you can be a part five dollars gets you one episode a month ten dollars gets you two extra bonus episodes every month and let's say thank you to the following people diana martin jennifer hs greg watchorn caroline land melody baltazar tyler rosewood frederick roa lauren gleason aka donkey of prey there you go michelle isam katie uh, Molly Schrams. Sadie Massa. Andy Cummins. Reagan Parsons. Josh Berkeley. Katrine Borison. Darren Deshaun. Anonymous. Wolf Ox. Lauren Houston. Brianna Taylor. Diana. Laura Medge. Lauren. Anonymous. Amanda Lady. Katie Heimer. Nikki Morocco. Uh, Caitlin Pusey. Nikki Bossert. Uh, Britt S. Baker. Jackie G. Melissa Garcia. Paul Sharp. Edwina Ma- Morgan Bodo. Maggie Fleming. Nancy Powell. Angie James. Oh, hang on. What am I doing? I should all be under some nice bedding music. Uh, hang on, everybody. <clears throat> Let's see. Just go to history and then just, uh, I think it's, yeah. Oh. oh, actually, you know what? <laughs> The internet, it's very funny. When you click on these old YouTube videos, it is, YouTube is slow. I feel like their servers are like, weirdly, whatever's newly on their servers gets a nice new server. Oh, no, it's not even what I meant to do. <laughs> uh, I wanted I wanted to go to Numa Numa guy. I, I failed this Oh, there all. he is. Thank God. <laughs> all right. Okay, back to our patrons. Where were we? Really some upbeat patronage right now. Uh, I think we're at Nancy Powell. Angie James. Carrie Mills. Layla Arshad. Helen R.B. Christopher Fenaghi. Patricia Faustrezzi. Anna Crowder. Jennifer Sika. Sandra M. Kelly. Heather Nelson. Ann K. Lee. Uh, Brittany Bonanza. Jesse Hendricks. Hooten Waddle. Jane Callahan. Liesel. Aaron Gudge. Here comes the Gudge and Laura Dodge. All right, everybody. Go watch some nice, fun internet. Go check out Chocolate Rain while you're at it. Remember that guy? No? No. What? Hang on. So, there's so much. <clears throat> I, it, look, it, it knows what I'm looking for. <laughs> How do you not know Chocolate Rain? You know Chocolate Rain. I don't. Chocolate rain, 
Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. I wasn't paying attention to like viral videos in 2006. I moved away from the mic to breathe in. That was my favorite thing that he wrote. The prisons make you wonder where it went. Chocolate ring. What is Tezanday's YouTube channel like now? Watch. He's got a million subscribers. What's the last thing he did? A Pokemon video. No, that's six years ago. Uh... Tazon's going uh, Old Town Road, Tazon Day. Let's. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm gonna <laughs> ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse wow, to the Old Town Wow, he's still going. Road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Some better equipment. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm glad we got there. Thanks, everybody. Sorry, everybody. Bye.